Vaujit and Sileta can come up here with me. I realized last or two weeks ago when Vaujit was preaching that probably some of his nudges at me didn't quite come across because I forgot to mention that he's my father. Probably best for me because he probably made fun of me and you didn't get it. I'm happy for that. I said a bit in the beginning about how OIC is a community of faith of people that come from many different backgrounds, many different stories, uh, cultural background, church backgrounds. You have a Brazilian for a pastor in Norway that already lets you know that it's a bit weird. And we have this, this diversity in what, what this community is. And I was thinking this week about who we are as a community, what does God have for us, and then thinking about the fact that my own family has a bit of that mixture on a bit different proportions, but coming from different traditions of faith, different areas of Brazil, but also mom and dad have met a lot of Christians from a lot of places in the world and a lot of different communities. So I ask that they share with us today. Uh, and I don't exactly know what they have prepared. I know that now I will not get away if they make fun of me, because now you know. But I wanted them to share with us today. Uh, Michael, I would never make fun of you. Um, you see, we are still here. We have been here for a couple of, of Sundays. It has been a privilege uh, to be here, to worship with you. Uh, this, uh, this week we are, we are leaving. The good thing about it is that it's getting colder here. Uh, and I'm going uh, into the spring in Brazil. So I, that's a promise. It's not a promise for you. Uh, but it's, uh, but, so we are, we are going back to Brazil uh, this week. And, uh, but I hope you, you stay around <laughs> at, the, at, the, at, at this church. Uh, somehow... Um, we say it's, it's an impossible church. It's, it's an impossible church. It's, um, we see somehow it's a mystery of belonging. Because um, usually when we meet, we meet, uh, uh, we as humans, we meet around ethnic strings. We meet about economic uh, uh, positioning in society, isn't it? Uh, we meet culturally around food. Uh, uh, we meet about, uh, around similarities, so to say. Uh, but this is impossible here, isn't it? It will be interesting to be on September the 24th to see how many different flavors uh, will be uh, at each table. F food coming f with different flavor, taste. Uh, but somehow... The church is like that, isn't it? The church is that miracle. The church is that mystery. Mystery. Mis mysterio? Mystery, yeah. It's a mystery of belonging. It's, the church is a miracle. Uh, in the midst of um, humanity. I, uh, one of the the letters, the passages of the Bible that I have been chewing on for, I would say for ages, but it's probably true because I have many already. Uh, so, but it's really, I mean, I, I read First Peter in different environments, different cultures, different places. And every time First Peter uh, looks to me 
like a message that speaks to us and that speaks uh, to, to our life experiences and calls us together. It's amazing how it starts. Peter, I hope you have the same translation. Yes, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exiles, scattered, throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. And this is what I would like to tell us, to tell you today, you and me. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Scattered and strangers. How many different nations do we have here? How different life experiences do we have here? How many experiences of fear, of difficulties, of puzzlement, of lostness do we have accumulated here? I think it was the second time I came to, to Norway. I think, it, yeah, it was the second time Sileda was with me the first time, oh, many years ago. Uh, but the first time uh, I came alone, second time with Sileda, and we arrived on January 15. I, I tell you, it's not a good day to arrive in Norway, January 15, uh, coming uh, through, I think we came from Panama, wasn't it? Wow. Uh, but then Sileda, we were at the supermarket at the first night, at the first evening, and, and Sileda had a, a, a labyrinthiti. How do you say that? Yeah, yeah, crystal sickness. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you got it now? You had it? You have it? Uh, she has it. Uh, 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 and then in the, in the, in the, in the mark, uh, at the market, she said, I think I'm dizzy. It's, it's a, you, you get dizzy, you, you can't really move. Uh, you know, I don't know if you uh, understand me, but there was snow in January, yeah? You, you know that, huh? And it get, can get slippery. So we walked home to the, to the place where we were staying, and, and there she had a, a, a crisis of this crystal kind of stuff that got confused in her head. And the sense of loneliness, you know? The sense of lostness. The sense of saying, wow, what do we do now? What do we do now? Where do we go? Who do we ring to? Ring to? Do, who do we call to? How many of you have experiences like that? No? Coming from different places, coming to another experience. And here you have First Peter saying, look, you are, you are strangers. You are people, you are exiled people, you are scattered. And you meet here as a scattered community every Sunday. With your story, with your experience, you come. And then every Sunday you are greeted by the word grace and peace. Be with yours in abundance. You come with different 
uh, intentions. You come with different agendas. You come to study, you come to work. But at the, at the bottom of it, speaking out of scripture, we say that you come elected. You come chosen by God. Uh, you come according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ. This is the reason. And as such a community, we are gathered always again, always again, always again. I come, I come from the south of Brazil. Uh, I am a German descendant. Germans it's no immigration in Brazil. They stick together, stick together, uh, quite tight uh, with language, uh, tradition. My grandmother, for example, she was born in Brazil but didn't speak really Portuguese because the German, you know, had to be kept. So I was brought up in that ethnic church. Maybe you too. Brought up in a culturally church and for me to the discovery of God's church beyond every frontier beyond every boundary beyond uh, beyond every human possibility and to find myself experiencing a community that is made out of people from so many different places but a community that has a touch of God's grace and a community that has a vocation of being God's people, a community of the, of the holy, a community of eternity in the midst of all our communities. And so many of our communities, usually our communities, are communities that exclude others, exclude the different ones, isn't it? In God's community, the different ones are welcome. The sick are welcome. The poor are welcome. The confused are welcome. We are all welcome. And this is, is our, let me say it different. We are called into this life experience. I have been called into it. Silida has been called into it. What is it that makes you a family coming from so different realities? Baudi told that he, he was born a German descendant in, in South Brazil. I come from North Brazil, 3,000 kilometers away from him. Uh, he had to travel three days in a bus for us to get married, <laughs> old times. Yes. yes. Um, there's no way I, I can think of OEC without thinking about my, our, our story, my whole experience. Because uh, I, I was not born a German, I'm a Steuernagel. But I come from a blending of uh, indigenous 
uh, African Portuguese, a, a melting pot, a blending of races, of cultures in North Brazil. The rhythms were so different. The color of the skin was so different. Everything was so different in North Brazil. The climate, always warm, not warm, hot. Always, that's why Norwegians flee to Northeast Brazil, many for the beach, for, for the warm food. And then um, I came to South Brazil uh, because I was involved in the student, Christian students' movement, like it, is that I'd call it here, Christian Union. And then uh, I came to South Brazil to, to work with the students' movement. That's where we met. But I, before I met Brazil, Valdir in a different way, I came to, to find a different Brazil because uh, we had so many students from different places, from different backgrounds, uh, uh, speaking different accents, people from Asia, people from Africa, people from Europe. And then they all spoke Portuguese. They were Brazilian, but they were so different from, from each other. It was different for me. Uh, food, uh, the clothes, and everything was different besides being cold. I did not know how to, how to, what to, to wear, how to get dressed in the cold. I did not know how to fit in, the, in that, those places. But there was one thing that uh, brought us together. It was uh, faith, faith community. It was love. It was being together because we, we had one something, some links, which was faith. I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about what you trust, in, in whom you trust, who brings you together. Uh, in this environment, that's where we met, Valdir and I. We got married, and I came to, to South Brazil. I had no idea that I was going into a cross-cultural marriage. I didn't know how to cook for him. I did not know how to eat what he ate, and he, didn't, he knew somehow. But we have to find each other in many different ways, relationship to the family, to another way of living, of singing, of uh, I would go to church, I wanted to dance. I have this African touch in the blood. <laughs> oh, and Lutherans were so well behaved at church. They would not move. They would sing so properly. And uh, for me, it was so different. But there was something in there that brought us together. And then we went to South Brazil, and I found another church. I, I found a place where people adopted us in the church as their children, young, very young, younger than Michael now. 
our youngest, uh, pastors, and we became their children. They made us their children. Uh, and they adopted our children to be theirs. They would fellowship together. They would uh, tell stories together. They would go to church together, not only to, to pray, to listen to the, to, to the word of God, but they would live together. They would uh, ask you, where do you come from? Can you come to our house? Let's, let's have a meet together. Let's live together, which made a difference for us. So when I think about OIC, which I have been following since Michael and Carol came here, uh, and they tell us the stories, they give us names. Some of them are here, some of you are new here, but we have the names. I, and I, I saw the children coming to this church. People moving in, people moving out, cross-cultural marriages with their struggles and finding a place here, being loved. When I hear my grandchildren talking about OIC people as their family, by names, they are their families. Uh, so it's, it's God's grace. And... Uh, I think that made me think of Fist Peter in a different way. When they say, you are exiles, come and spread all over the, the place, coming from Cappadocia, no, coming from the Netherlands, come from uh, Malaysia, coming from whatever, you have so different countries here. And uh, he says, you are not even people before, but when you came together, you found, you were find, found by God. In this family of exiles, you became a people. And uh, that's why First, first Peter tells us about. Could we go to chapter 2, verse 9? I think one of the questions is, what makes it possible? <laughs> what makes it possible? Um, how, can, how, how is it possible that uh, André and Alini come from Brazil and uh, you know, start coming to this place and then somehow get involved? Uh, and, and, and what makes it possible? Uh, and it's a, it's a, first Peter says and I, uh, a no and a yes. He said, look, this, this community, it's not bought through, by gold and silver. Those are the two words, ori prata, two words that first Peter uses. It's, it's not bought by, by gold and silver. Uh, not by oil, too. It should be said here in, in Norway, isn't it? Uh, you know, because what brings people together? Mostly uh, uh, gold and silver play, a, uh, uh, play uh, uh, an important role in the way in which people meet, isn't it? I, I always say, uh, usually uh, people, people are recognized by how much they have. Uh, how much do you have? Uh, and, and depending on that answer, you belong or not. Uh, what's your name? Uh, in some places, it's family name, isn't it? It's, so th those are, are the, the way in which communities are formed. And Peter said, look, 
I am talking to ex people who are strangers, who are people, ex ex exiled people. They, they are coming from different places. Some story, uh, some historian will say that m most of the of the church people here are very poor, are slaves, a few women. Uh, churches are new. And Peter is saying, look, you were not brought together by gold or silver because it would be impossible. You don't have gold or silver that would bring you together. You are brought together by Jesus Christ. Uh, the language Peter uses is the blood of Christ. Is the blood, the blood of Christ brings you together. And Peter does something that is amazing. He said, look, uh, you are, no, first, first 10. Yeah, because there it says, uh, first 10 says, you were not God's people, but now you are. Isn't it? It's, it's sorry, I, I got you. Once you were not a people, once you came even to this place and you didn't know any, anyone, maybe you had some contact, you know, <laughs> maybe you, you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. A church, and Michael does it every Sunday, isn't it? He greets you in the name of the Father of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I, I hope you never get, so to say, used to that, because it's always amazing, isn't it? You are a community. You come together in the name of God, the Father, the Son of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit. And then you are brought together as a new family. And this new family becomes very special. And this is why I ask for verse 9 first. Because this community is called a chosen people. This community is called a royal priesthood. Holy nation. God's special possession. But first, what, what the author of the letter does, it's something almost scary. He's, he captures some of the holy uh, expressions of the Old Testament. Titles of God's people, the Israelites, like uh, chosen people, royal priesthood, holy nation, those kind of key holy words. He captures those words from the Old Testament and brings them to the New Testament and applies those words to those at the different communities in Asia Minor, those exiles, those foreigners, those scattered people said, look, you came here from different places. You came here out of despair. You came here because you didn't know where to go. You didn't, you came here for different reasons. You came here to become something special. You, become, you came here to become part of God's people. You come with different experiences. You come with different names. You come with, with different backgrounds. But you come to become one family. That's not a family that is 
based on like ethnic ties. It's a family made out of different people that keep their identity, but still are blessed with a new identity. And that new identity is that you now belong to God's people. That is what First Peter is saying. And he said, you were not that community, now you are. And that is the prayer for OEC. This is the prayer for you. This is your calling, isn't it? You come also from different places. Some of you, uh, maybe uh, like me, were a little bit lost with the, with the Norwegian language there. Some of you are saying, I need to learn that stuff. You know? Yeah, you better do. Isn't it? Because it's, it's, you, you are moving into something quite different. You have moved into something quite different. But there is something more important than that. That is the gift of being part of what God is doing in, in our time, what God is doing in our history. And as verse 10 says, that now we are God's people. And there is a purpose attached to that. We are God's people. We are God's people so that we may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You have a call into this place. You have a call into this society. God establishes his community in the midst of our different communities in order to establish a new possibility, a new hope, a new light. A marvelous, as it says here, a marvelous light. What is this light? And may I, may I ask you once more to go to chapter 4 now. It might take me also a while here. Uh, chapter 4, verse, uh, verse uh, 7. And with that, I want to conclude. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be, be alert and of sober mind so that you might pray. But there is, there is uh, something more there. Above all, verse 8, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. For some of us, like me, it might be difficult. Without grumbling. And then it continues by saying, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. So this community is bound together by love. And it's God's love that calls us into an experience of love to each other. 
And that experience of love got, gets a name. And the name of that experience is hospitality. And you know how much hospitality is uh, essential into, for a scattered community, for an exiled community. Hospitality. The gift of hospitality. So many times we hear Michael saying to us, oh, I need to go now because I need to prepare food. We are, re we are receiving some people here tonight. Open, open houses, open doors, open places, open coffee shops, places where we can uh, get together, receive each other, and we can open up. And that is an affirmation of the other one. And then Peter says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. And the gifts are various. And they are needed in different ways. Michael talked about uh, you can serve with children. You can uh, prepare coffee. You can there are so many different ways in which we affirm our common links. And in, through which we affirm our common belongings. Because, and, and, and uh, at the verse, uh, at the following verse, or at the end of this passage, it says, if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I had no idea when I first sensed that God was calling me to, in my case, to go to a, a, a formal study of theology and, 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 and what followed from that. And it's not part of my family, it's tradition. So uh, when I started to say, look, God's calling me, my parents said, oh no, he will forget that. It's, it's just straw. Fogo de palha, you know. And then it, it, some, I, I had no idea of what was there for me into the future. I had no idea. Because, you know, so many doors opened that I, I could, they couldn't have been opened from my ethnic kind of community. It was out of, of, of God's calling, out of God's grace, out of... Some of those doors were beautiful, some of them were difficult. Some of, uh, I look back and Silida tells me some of life experiences because I traveled a lot, was not easy for her, especially with the kids. Uh, it, it's, not, it's not a kind of romantic scenario, but there is a calling. God called us to be a sign of his mercy, of his love and of hope. And a church like yours has that calling too. And that is wonderful. Looking forward to that. And I hope you too are looking forward to commit yourself to that calling and to be committed to that vision of God's community in this place. No gold and silver will pay for that. It is because 
of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you that you may know that he is gracious towards you. May the Lord turn his face towards each and every one of you into the days of struggle and the days of joy that he may bring you peace. So go in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and serve each other, serve the world, and serve the Lord joyfully. Amen.